What's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning in today's episode of Tofu Talk. For those of you who don't know us, we are two Asian Americans with very different backgrounds that are clearly shown in our personalities. This is a podcast where we'll share our experiences, mistakes, and more that will hopefully entertain you and maybe even make you think a little. We hope you enjoy the episode. What is good? What is good? What is good? How did you? I was going to do that. You beat me. You just you did it on purpose. Ying, yang, ying, yang, ying, yang. Yes, Asia, we are going to start off with our yin and our yang of the week. You guys really enjoyed it. We enjoyed recording it last week, uh, sharing some, uh, our, you know, things that went well in our week, things that did not go well in our week, and just letting you all know us a little bit more. So, I'm going to kick it off. Asia, what was your yang of the week? I want to hear what sucked Oh, first. you want to hear the bad part first. Yeah. Uh, the bad part of my week was <laughs> the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. Again, I'm having trouble with the yang. You're, I only had five meltdowns. That's a weird bro. Oh, okay. That's pretty good, right? It's a yin then. Oh, that, oh, okay, okay. I guess the bad part is, is I it, had, had five, five meltdowns. meltdowns. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't know why I keep saying I'm having these meltdowns. Um, Wait, did you have five meltdowns? No, I didn't. Oh, so why are you lying to the people? Just tell them the truth. I don't know. I'm getting nervous. Okay. Um, my yang of the week was that I... Drank sour milk. You stepped on your cat. Like, come on. What is your yang of the week? Um, I'm Spit li- it out, woman. <laughs> I'm literally blanking. I can't think of something bad that happened. What is your yang of the week? Oh, I have a huge pimple on my face right now. That's okay, probably that's... the yang of my week. And if you guys didn't know. It hurts. This woman cared about her skincare a lot, so. I mean, skincare, it, skin is your biggest organ on your, bo- on your body, in your body, of your body. Depends who you ask. <laughs> so, skin, you got to take care of your skin, man. So, as soon as I get a pimple, like this, this one hurts, too. It's, like, right on my jawline, and it's, like, it's hurting. Um, but yeah, so that's the yang of my week. The yin of my week. Dun, dun, dun. Um, oh, I guess this is kind of a follow-up from last, from my last, uh, week's yin yang, but I talked about how I got an iPad and I've been working on doing my digital art. I think I've made some pretty good progress this week. I have to agree. You've made some awesome little pictures. You liked my, uh, fig tree and- the cat. And the sleeping cat. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been following these YouTube tutorials, and it's actually been really fun. For like, it's also been just very relaxing, but uh, really cool to be able to create some digital art. I like it. So your yin of the week is that you are progressing. Yes. In your new hobby of doodling on Procreate on your yes. new iPad, and your yang of the week was pimple. Pimple. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, All right, your turn. What is your yang of the week first crap my yang of the week mm-hmm. i know you were ready to jump into the yin but no we're gonna start with the yang my yang of the week again i'm it's not like an asshole i had a pretty good week this week i felt like, like why do you feel was, like an asshole though was relative because i feel like a lot of people have bad weeks they want to hear about how good my week is but um my yang of the week was that i was productive um, in like, I was productive in a lot of those things that like I do in my day to day, but I was unproductive on the extra things I wanted to do. 
Like this year, I'm really working on trying to read more. I only read like three out of the seven days this week. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have been doing my stretches. I haven't been doing my meditation. So like falling out of some of those things has probably been my yang of the week. And I don't know why I'm doing it. I just have been. I need to get back on top of those aspects. So I think I'm falling nice. fall off the wagon a little bit on some of those those things. Um, but don't worry, guys. I'll be back. My yin of the week. My yin of the week. Um, was probably yesterday. It was a, Yesterday was a good day. Tuesday was probably the best day. Tuesday I had an appointment in uh, in Boston. I, I went to go see an orthopedic doctor for my knee. Um, or actually it's my hamstring. That's talking to him. But I didn't have a way to get there. And lucky enough, I have a partner in crime. Literally, we robbed a bank. Uh, yeah, Asia. <laughs> Literally robbed multiple a banks. Asia offered to drive me after I took a half day at work to Boston, sit in the car while I had my appointment, and then after or before we got Subway, and after we got Timoji Boba Baby, and that is what you call a Yin of the Week. See, I didn't want to say that yin because I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. But truly, that's also my yin. That yeah. was a fun day, even though it was a very like necessary type of thing that we were doing. But it was fun. I mean, Subway and Timoji, like, come <gasps> on. Did we tell them what Timoji is? Does anyone know? Well, if they listen to our episode about Boba, they know what Timoji is. Oh, okay. And if you have listened to our episode on, on Boba yet, go back and listen to our episode on Boba. Yes, we do a thorough episode on what Boba is, if you don't know. And some places that we like to go in the Boston area that have dank boba. Dank. All right, Asia. So dive into what our topic is today. So today we are starting off our new idea of series. What's a series, Asia? What's a series, Asia? <laughs> Thanks. So series is kind of going to be our way um, of compartmentalizing um, the next three episodes. So, for example, this first episode will be part of a series called Identity. And so for the next two episodes, we will be talking about uh, topics that relate to identity. I love it. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I think so. We're trying to evolve and make this a little bit more organized um, for you folks as listeners. And please help us out. We would love to have some of your ideas in regards to what series would you like for us to dive into um, after this series of identity. I love it. I think it's going to be a great way for us to not just come out with the random topics on a weekly basis, but mm -hmm. like let you all know, you know what the next few episodes might be about, give you some pre-thought, um, and also make it easier for you to go back and, and listen to certain episodes. Because... I know personally, I listen to you know an episode by a podcaster I like, but then like their next like ten episodes are com about completely different topics, and it's hard for me to kind of be in in sync with the things that I like what they're saying. Whereas I think with this, you know, if someone listens to one of our episodes, maybe this first one, they relate to it, then they can move on to the next one. It's almost like its own, you know, part one, part two, exactly, part three. exactly. So I think it's a great idea. Now, Asia, I know this first series is identity, self identity. What's our first topic? What's this first episode going to be about? Great question, John. So because you and I both identify as Asian American and we happen to both grow up in predominantly uh, white neighborhoods, white communities, 
we thought it would be cool to dive into that aspect of our identities because it was a very formative part of my life growing up in the suburbs of Massachusetts as one of the few people of color and also one of the few Asians um, in the town that I grew up in partially before moving to Hawaii. I agree with you. I know there's a lot of people, people in my life that I've met that have had similar experiences. I think it'd be cool to kind of connect over a similar topic. I know just personally speaking, I growing up in Foxborough, I mean, I was one of, you know, four other um, Eastern Asian kids, I should say. There was, you know, we had, there was a few other Middle Eastern kids, um, but speaking, you know, Chinese, Japanese, um, you know, more Southeast Asia, there weren't many. There was, I think, three or four of us. Um, in your so grade or in your school? In my entire school. And this wow. is high school I'm, I'm referencing here. So we're talking, you know, a thousand kids, mm. about four, so it's less than, you know, less than a, what is that, less than a half a percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was pretty unique because I, I do feel like I identify, uh, you know, there's obviously family culture and my mom is from Ireland. My dad's from China. I do have more Asian features like visually yeah um but i feel like i do have more uh and i, I am very very close with uh, my my chinese family they all did move and immigrate to america they all live in the surrounding towns we're very very close we do do a lot of cultural things um, around certain holidays um but when it comes to school hanging out with my bros like it was very much that um that american western not not Western like how oh, howdy I mean like West like Western <laughs> culture yeah um that definitely influenced me growing up mm. and how how did you feel about that how did you feel about being one of the few uh, East Asians in your town or in your school? That's a good question. Um, did you like it as a kid personally? It it I didn't think about it that much. Right? Mm. I was worried about other things. I was worried about getting the ladies <laughs> i got none uh i was worried about you know being the best athlete i could be being the best student i could be up until my high school and then none of that mattered i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um no i was focused on you know trying to be a good student so i go to a good college i was in high school trying to be a good athlete to be a good teammate um it wasn't actually too much about what i looked like although uh, and that was on the, on the, the, the surface, on the high level, you know, kind of the first thought. But always um, it was interesting, you know, growing up and hearing comments from people in my schools, just people who are uh, predominant or, or people who are white, I should say. Um, and that kind of the things they would say, they, could, they all hung around people that were all the same as them. They, didn't, they weren't influenced by, you know, a, they didn't have half the school also be Asian and then, you know, tell them, hey, you shouldn't say stuff like this. You shouldn't do stuff like this. Um, so I d- definitely think it was it was interesting to interact with these people. Um, Did you class- like it, though? Did you enjoy being uh, being one of the few Asians? Did you enjoy being different? Um or was it I like did. you said, I, you didn't I, really know. I did. I think I did just because of who I am, though. I think you might understand that a little bit. I'm kind of a loud mouth. I kind of like being like front and center around people. Um, you know, like I was definitely um, like I was popular, but like well known. Like 
oh, John Tang. Like, oh, I don't know. People, it was just like. Even one of those names where people are like, you have to say their first and last name. Yeah, exactly. You know, like those type of people. Exactly. It's you. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I guess that's kind of the way I, I did feel like I got more attention because of it. Um, which for me, because of being Asian, because I was Asian. Yeah. Mm. Not because of who I was mm. literally because I was Asian. Mm-hmm. And then because I was Asian people and I had that attention, people were able to under or learn who I was, understand who I was. And then that also kind of, um, I guess people enjoy it. I don't know. Mm. That also, I feel like has to do with not being Asian, but just being an extroverted person. Exactly. Exactly. But it's more I think, your personality that people knew you for. But what really, I think first grabbed their attention was the fact that i was different to be honest mm -hmm. that's just the way it seemed like every you know the first questions people ask me are like oh like what are you like what am i i'm a human being first off no you're not i'm a a five foot six short male um (laughs) but but i mean that was the most common question i got for i get i mean i haven't gotten it probably since beginning of college but people love to be like oh yeah what are you it's like I'm Irish. I'm Irish. Not a lie. Not do a you, lie. Do you have one of those shirts, Kiss Me, I'm Irish? Kiss Me, I'm Chirish. Kiss Me, I'm Chirish? Customized. No, I don't. I wish. You should make that. I know. I, for, I mean, I don't know how many people in the world are Chirish. But. That'd be cool. For them. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. That'd be your niche. Just throw it on Etsy. Or throw it on one of those websites. Yeah, maybe. People <laughs> just type in like Chirish. Oh my God, they sell shirts. Does Boom. anyone. Money. Wait. Do you know anyone else who's Chirish? No. I, I mean, well, your cousins. No, nobody's Irish. No. I mean, because your mom is Irish. Actually, uh, yeah, and no one's like else. really, like I gotta think like some of my cousins, um, like on my dad's side, like they're they're like my uncle, like he has kids who are Chinese. His wife is white. I think she's Irish. I don't know exactly mm-hmm. though. But, but you, she's it, not it's from different Ireland because your mom is like she's First generation. from exactly from Ireland. Yeah, so the, I, mean, I guess like that was really my initial experience. Thing it just kind of got me more attention. I did feel um, different, but it wasn't something I was super focused on because it was. I mean, middle school, high school. There's so many other things Going like on. the zit on my face that I had every week, or just those other things that exam I had coming up to really worry too much about that, about being the only Asian. Um, yeah. What about you? When you were in out here in, in Medway? See, I think I had a totally different experience than you. I felt like my Asian-ness was on display 24-7. Well, I mean... My name's Asia, I your know. Your name's Asia. Oh, gosh. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad. But, um, yeah, I felt like... Not that anyone treated me differently. I, I don't feel like anyone treated me differently. Um, or at least not that I was aware of. Exactly. Um... Yeah, I think it also had to do with the fact that, unlike you, I was definitely more introverted growing up here, Um, and I only really started to blossom as a human and gain confidence once I moved to Hawaii. So I I have told you this before, but I feel like I was completely different people, Yeah, and I think a portion of that comes from uh, growing up in a place where I was different, and I personally viewed that as not a reason to like stand out and like talk a lot it kind of made me hold back a little bit more um than i imagine i would have if i had grown up in a predominantly 
Asian community. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I think in retrospect. Um, but I think a big part of that has to do with just my personality and being shyer growing up and not being super self-confident. So I definitely had more uh, more thoughts about being Asian more frequently, I think, than you did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think also, what about, because I know you had like, like tastes of being with a larger Asian community. You kept going, you go to Hawaii, you went to Hawaii first, a little part of your elementary school, then came back here, mm-hmm. then went back there during vacations. So like you, it's like almost like you knew what you could have had, but then you didn't have it all the time. And it was mm-hmm. kind of like a, like a back and forth. It was kind of confusing, honestly, mm-hmm. because um, like you said, I was there for elementary school and uh, there meaning Hawaii for elementary school. And those were some of the best years that I had had, like up until that point. So like fifth and sixth grade or sorry, fourth and fifth grade when I first was living in Hawaii, I was like, what the heck? This is so much fun. And maybe it was just partially living in Hawaii that was fun. But I do think looking back on it now that it had to do with feeling super, super comfortable in my skin like Mm -hmm. I never had before. I felt like I could really be myself. For the first time, probably. For the first time. And I was so amazed by um, by my own self. I was like, why am I being like this? I'm so super outgoing. And that was the first time I realized it. Um, but now, yeah. Question. Now, when you came back to Medway, so it was what, six, seven, eight? Yeah. And then partial nine. Like, it, like, was there anything? Did you ever feel like because you were different, you had to work harder, be better, do anything like that in order to equate yourself to the rest of the school or the rest of the, your classmates or anything because i felt like that was a such a big driver for me really how so sorry i'm throwing the question back at you but just... yeah thanks for dodging that one no I'll, um, I'll answer i'll answer it i just felt like like there was more of like even like it stunk like it's just a, it's a horrible example but like math class I'm horrible at math. I'm mm. so bad. No matter how hard, and this is, I'm an, I majored in econ, I work in finance. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, so but I was so bad at math, and I felt like I had to work eight, like, I had to be good at math. I'm the Asian kid. I had to be good at math. Hmm. But, and then I felt like I'd work so hard on math, but not on other things, and like it would throw me off. I feel like that was something I had to just work harder to be, not to be seen, because like, everyone saw me, I was one of four Asian kids, but just to be, where they ex- like expected me to be almost that's that interesting sense. but then like when it came hmm. to like sports the thing was that no one really had and this is like i played football and lacrosse how many f- chinese kids you know football <laughs> and lacrosse none so people have like low expectations i felt like so then it made me want to work that much harder to just dominate those expectations at the same time so I definitely think that that had a had a driver, but that was more or less when I got to high school rather than some of those younger ages. Well, what about the younger ages? Because I feel like you moved around quite a bit from well, grew, I, different towns. Yeah, I grew up in, in Norton. It had such a great friend group there. I felt so welcomed. And I don't know, because Norton's a very small town. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was it, but like I had the same friends from... like The people I was friends with in preschool or the same kids I was friends with in kindergarten that mm-hmm. same kids I was friends with in uh, elementary school and even like I'm still friends with a lot of those kids now mm-hmm. like it's it's funny enough even though I moved from there in 
the end of fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt like they were maybe just because they were they grew up with me, mm-hmm. but it just felt very welcoming always with with kind of that same group of people. Mm-hmm. Well, then coming to Foxborough was a whole new experience. I was again, I moved to this town. I'm one of five Asian kids, and I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I or for whatever it was? And I'm like, oh, let's figure this one out. I think a really really good thing that you did was you played football you played soccer you played lacrosse you played all of these sports that really were very like teamwork Mm -hmm. like teamwork based as most sports are but like I kind of wish I had chose to do a more like teamy sport because I did cross country which was awesome and I had a lot of friends from my cross country team in high school but it wasn't like that cool sport like football Um, or like lacrosse or something at least in my head that's how it is but um i feel like that really built your whole entire persona and friend group like you said like what like you don't think of a football player as being like asian yeah i I, instead of that's just not what is in the nfl really exactly instead of me identifying as being like oh like i'm one of four chinese kids it's like oh i'm one of you know 20 lacrosse kids i'm one of mm-hmm. three starting mm-hmm. defensemen i'm mm-hmm. one of you know see try imagine what if you didn't do sports who do you think you would be in well, your high school I, what, what i will say is i was pretty good at the video games for a while the video juegos <laughs> back until back until high school i'm sure some of you listening to this know but i was very overweight big reason was because i should play video games a lot competitively traveling to tournaments etc um, where would you travel to tournaments Oh my god, all over! I was pr- within the U.S. My mom would drive me sit at the, <laughs> sit at the mall with me for nine hours while I'd be playing tournaments, beating four-year-old men. It was great. Um, so we gotta I'll, make an episode about that because so, that's a, I think that's a cool part of your identity. What I say is I I was always competitive. I think I'd still be competitive and I still be a loudmouth, but I'd be just with a different group of people, honestly. Mm. Um, so I thought that was yeah. I guess really kind of how I felt different, but again, at the same time, I didn't feel too. I was able to find ways to be part of the community kind of fit. And I'll say this too. I worked my tushy off to fit in. Like I worked That's actually so, something I, I want to talk about. And I like, very hard to try to fit in people. I do things that w- I wouldn't want to do. I would uh, say things I wouldn't necessarily say just to become, or just to get invited to certain parties or be part of certain groups. Um, so that was definitely, that, and I don't know if that was because I was Asian necessarily, or because I was like not. I think it's just the kind of person I was. When you I was just in high wanted school. to fit in. You exactly. wanted to be part of the crew. Well, and the reason again, I think I've told you this before, is that like I I made a great group of friends, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. They all went to private schools mm-hmm. for high school. I didn't, so I basically had to find all new friends again mm-hmm. in high school. It was like a, a, a whole another redo. So, but then that kind of set you up for some amazing friendships because oh, yeah. maybe you were forced into that feeling of like, oh, I got to find my crew. I got to find new friends for sure. So for it sure. made you, and I, that's how I felt because I moved schools in the middle of high school. Yeah. So I felt that extra kick in my butt to be like, let me put myself out there. And I feel like it, because of that, I have made such great friends from high school because I was seeking out, I was like putting in the extra work to make friendships. Yeah. Whereas like a lot of times you can lean on like, oh, these old friendships, not that old friendships are bad, but it won't force you to seek out new friends if yep. you already have friends. Yep. So now, did you enjoy, or I guess it sounds like you didn't, you didn't enjoy being different when you were in that way. But did you like hate it? Did it make you feel like uncomfortable? You know, I think 
I mean, maybe this is getting into the weeds a bit, but because, um, oh, sorry. Sorry. Gotta make sure I'm speaking into the mic. Um, I think beauty standards are very different male versus female. Uh, at least personally, I didn't have any, like, any, like, none of the cool people in my school were people of color, really. Or not that I oh. thought of. Or So, like, I don't know. Maybe it's just that I didn't see in in media, like, cool Asian women. So, I never thought of myself as, like, a cool Asian girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, typically guys, they'll go for, like, people that didn't look like me. So, maybe that kind of hurt my self-esteem or didn't not hurt my self-esteem but didn't build my self-esteem i mean i, so agree I didn't that. think of myself as like an attractive cool person but i mean i felt very different when i was in um a predominantly asian place where beautiful asian women were everywhere like everyone wanted to um everyone was attracted to like beautiful asian girls Everyone? But I just didn't. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> but I I agree that 100. percent I, in regards to like when I was in school, like, like nobody liked the, there was no other Asian kids that like girls no, were going after, yeah. chasing after the cool Asian kid. It was like, like you're not the beauty standard. Exactly. That's why. You're not like the the hot guy 101 standard handbook. Exactly. So I agree with that. That was definitely an interesting point. Right. But yeah. So I guess because that's that's also a big part of high school, which is just like. You know, like people are dating for the first time, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so I feel like for that reason, I I didn't feel or my confidence wasn't being built in that way. Not that it has to be reliant Mm -hmm. on other people's attraction to you, but I just felt like maybe for that reason, I didn't really enjoy enjoy a lot of my time in the burbs. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Now, question. This is something I, I'm trying to. I'm thinking of in my head during this right now. Is that like, like growing up, or actually, I think more like looking back, right? Obviously, being one of few people of Asian origin um, at a predominantly you know white community, we had to overcome a lot of challenges that others haven't. Um, just like mentally, just like that, where you're saying like, well, we weren't the you know the ideal beauty. Um, whatever standard and you know standing out and having certain um, expectations and yada 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 I learned a lot from those mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. I learned a lot from those definitely lessons looking back I wouldn't want to change anything mm-hmm. um, you know we're all given one life yada 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 but I personally think I a lot of those experiences made me who I am today and I would and I would be very obviously interested if you could go to like a multi-dimension and like see what you'd be like in another world like would you change it no no i wouldn't mm-hmm. um can i answer that question that's well? what i'm asking you is would you looking back change the way redo your experiences i should say redo my experiences in like how i acted yeah or like just literally change where both. i grew up both or either Ooh. okay I think in terms of changing how I reacted to the situations I was given, I would have, or I wish that I would have put myself out more. Okay. I wish that I would have been more, um, because you know how you were talking about how you felt that urge to fit in? 
I have never felt that. I've never felt like the desire to like fit in. Like I just, I, to me, it seems like too much effort. So I never, like I knew things I could have done to like be cooler. Like I know exact things I could have done, but I just, I chose not to do them because I didn't want to do them. So I think that's maybe where my personality comes out more. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, regardless of that, I think I would have, I should have put myself out more and then given myself more experiences to um, have better experiences. So you wouldn't, if you could be, if you could just grow up entirely in Hawaii, you wouldn't have changed it and gone and done that? Um, in retrospect, no, because I think it's given me living and growing up in two very different sides of the country. It definitely gave me a really good perspective, I think, on the type of person that I want to be. And also things that I could share with my kids, Mm -hmm. like regardless of where they grow up. um, I think it would be really interesting to be able to share my perspective and experiences. And who knows? You might never have met me. That's true. Oh, my gosh. I mean, there's a lot of reasons I would have never met you. Yeah. We, we, We never probably would have crossed paths um in real life for y'all who don't know we met on tinder bing bang um, so i love that i think it's a good point yeah but that was a really good question because i think there's always ways that you can see how certain situations benefited benefited you in retrospect mm-hmm. maybe at the time they weren't always the best or the funnest but oh, you can no, see how it shaped you definitely weren't the funnest at all times yeah um ups and downs but that's how we become better people exactly and that's what this is all about this entire series is just understanding yourself understanding who you are so that you can continue to grow because i think the key thing to remember is that we all have flaws we all have experiences we all have strengths um, and that shapes our identity. But mm-hmm. the key thing is that our identities are always evolving. Um, and we might have these certain identities about ourselves that we want to change, which is A-okay. Yeah, but it's important to understand where we are, who we are, mm-hmm. how we got here. Because a lot to learn from that. Yeah. So anything else, Asia, you got left here on this uh this whole good episode no but i'm really excited for these series that we're going to be doing i, I think as well this was a great part one of our identity series so let us wrap this one up and we will catch you guys in the next episode thanks so much see you guys bye